0: violence cases that were reported oh, man it was a difficult time for us as south africans and globally and uh, today on our late night conversations we are going to continue with the conversation we had with dr pomelelo uh talking about the phenomenon of intimate partner violence but uh, today we are focusing on how can we make sure that we support the victims but we don't forget about the perpetrator we, we investigate and find out how can we get them to a place of healing. Because last week we spoke about what causes this, what are the signs. But it's time for us to also find how we can support each other. And we can't be biased. Support is needed all around if we want to stop intimate partner violence in South Africa. It's quarter past 11. We're getting into the closet conversation.
1: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Ndouli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight.
0: This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet conversations. A warm welcome uh, to our guest, uh, Dr. Mpomelelo Ngobe, who's uh, the head of department and senior lecturer at the Department of Social Work at the University of the Free State. Thank you so very much for joining us, Dr. Ngobe, uh, to have you on the show.
1: Thank you to you, too. Thank you.
0: You know, last week we, we spoke about something that I think um, the, the the take that we took is something that we are not always looking at. We see gender-based violence and we want to call names and point fingers, um, but last week we spoke about it holistically, I think, although we didn't get to the bottom of it, but there were ways that you were giving us to be able to to push forward, to find our ways out of intimate partner violence. And uh, this week... I'd like us to, to, to just focus on how we support each other from the perpetrator's point of view and also the victim's point of view, the community's point of view, um, family members as well, who end up experiencing secondhand what intimate partner violence can do. I don't know where you want to start because there's just so much that we can talk on this uh, particular conversation.
1: Yes, yeah. Thank you, totally as one effort, um, with the opportunity that we're given every week to talk about these uh, societal issues that pervade our societies, not only in South Africa, but beyond the borders in Africa, as well as um, globally, as you've just um, rightfully indicated. And I'm so happy that you had to start with that song, uh, basically being a current call to all men to please heed the call for everybody to come to the fore and uh, protect women. And in most cases, men being the perpetrators uh, um where where intimate partner violence is concerned and intimate partner violence being a subsect of um the, the, the bigger picture which is gender based violence. So now men being called to come close to fight this scourge that pervades our society. Um perhaps maybe um it'll be important for so today that we, we, we first of all we start with the question that was posed by an A team last last week then we graduate to uh, the, the, the questions or the, the, the issues that you have just raised now to say, let, let's look at the side of the victim as well as the perpetrator. The, uh, one of the team teamers last week was saying could it be that um, the kind of violence that we, we're seeing now uh, is a legacy of apartheid um, and w- what were the statistics um, I- I pre-1994 in as far as uh, intimate partner violence is concerned. I- I'm sure they wanted to draw uh, a comparisons in as far as that is concerned. And in, in the research that I made, uh, it was quite clear that um, unfortunately, the, the, the statistics um, I- pre-1994 were notoriously unreliable simply because Um, when we're looking at the violence that was perpetrated against women, the only violence that was prosecutable was that against uh, white women. Any violence against against black women, unfortunately, wasn't that much of an issue. In fact, it was seen as part of life. And now, if you only focus on white women, uh, they were a a minority, and so you can't rely on such statistics because they don't even represent any uh, or rather the broader society. So, unfortunately, we can't even bring those statistics to the fore because they were so unreliable uh, it was only post 1994 that systems were put in place to um for people to come forward uh, people of all races to come forward and report the kind of um you know abuses that they are they, 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 they are faced with um, as women So now, um, coming to the question that you posed to say, perhaps uh, how do we then uh, support, let's start with the victims, and then we we graduate to the perpetrators. Uh, I think perhaps it's also uh, imperative that we... We, we, we start from, from the bottom, looking at the, the fact that um, intimate partner violence, as we indicated last week, that it starts at a very uh, tender age. Looking at uh, adolescents, as they start dating, they are experiencing intimate partner violence. And the research indicates that there's, there's quite a lot of these uh, incidences where young people at, at a tender age, um, they, they are involved or they, they, they are, they are, others are perpetrators, others are victims at that young age. And then the the, the, the Concern then comes to us to say what then what measures do we then bring to the fore to try and ensure that we then stem this from the part as it as it grows as it as it rears its ugly head. We stem it at that at that stage. It will be important, certainly, that we we talk about. Creating uh, communities that um, you you know bring about a conducive environment for people to actually deal with these uh, incidences. In actual fact, before they even you you know they they even come to the fore, it'll be important that we teach uh, young people, we teach our children as we raise them, the issue of being you you know caring for one another, the issue of empathy, the issue of respect, uh, the issue of health healthy communication, uh, and uh, and the ability to Resolve uh, conflicts amicably because you know even at a, at a young age you know children they come across these conflictual relationships um, even among siblings. Then you teach young ones how to resolve conflicts amicably. If we fail to do this, then you see is as it, it graduates moving for in into into relationships you know uh, where where one where where, where two people uh, are in a, a relationship they fail to deal with um, the 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 conflicts that emerge in their relationship. So it is important that we look at it uh, at that stage. We try even even uh, when people yeah, get um, get ready to be in a relationship. Let's not even talk about marriage, but in relationships, it is it is important that they get counseling that prepares them to be in a relationship. Especially when they know that they are now embarking on a serious relationship, they they, they get counseling, they get advices um, from within the family, uh, from the the community. Those who go to church, there will be people who will be able to provide that kind kind of counseling. And then if you can afford professional counseling, you come to social workers, you go to psychologists, they assist you in that regard to deal with, um, with, with, to prepare you to be in that kind of a situation where now it's the two of you and how do you coexist in those kind of situations. So it is important. So these would be measures to try and ensure that we don't even get into a point where we are now as a country and as the world where we are talking of the prevalence of intimate partner violence. So we deal with it at that level. Then in our next way. In, 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 as, we, as we move on, we then begin to say, but we are not. Yes, while while it is important that we deal with it at that level, but uh, wh- what we do with the with the current situation where already people are in that kind of a situation where there is intimate partner violence, then now we look at the, we look at the victim. So as the victim, it is important socially that. From from the onset, you realize the kind of relationship that you have with your with your partner, and as you see, as last week we spoke about the signs that, or you know, the telltale signs that indicate that no, this is becoming toxic. It is important that you, you 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 use your judgment to say is it worthwhile to stay within the relationship, or now this is the time to try and involve the the systems, uh, the social systems that you might have to try and deal with the situation. And once you have failed to, um, or, or rather, w- w- once you've engaged in the system, Systems, but, but still there is no change it will be important that you you consider moving out of the relationship i know that it becomes a very difficult task to take a decision of saying i'm now moving out of the relationship but you you need to gain the courage and and saying i've and say i've done almost everything i've engaged my partner it didn't um, end there i moved on to engage the significant others in our commu- in our family in our community but it didn't uh, end there the, 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 the perpetrator is moving ahead um, is getting worse and worse, then you choose at that point in time that perhaps it is time that you move out before it even gets worse because we know that there's quite a lot of um, cases where females or, or individuals get killed within uh, those kind of situations. So it will be one, one, one important aspect. Then the, the other part on the other side, as an individual, you, you know yourself. There's, there's nothing as important as as self-knowledge. Um, so so totally. Once you know yourself, then you know how to control yourself. And, uh, you you know you need to know how to to control your anger and you need to to find skills you, in fact these are the skills that you need to learn if you fail to learn them when you are growing up again it's important that you seek intervention in the form of um, therapeutic engagement from a social workers and psychologists they'll impart you, impart those kind of skills to you say so how do you engage or, or, or control your your, your anger uh, such that when when eventually you're in that kind of a situation you'll know what to do Pulling away. How do you pull away? How do you ensure that even if, no matter how uh, you you know your your partner pushes you to the to the corner, you know how to handle that kind of a situation without resorting into um, into violence, which is something that most people fail to do. But you remember that sometimes this violence is used as a tool, as we indicated. You know the instrumentalization of violence to try and assert one's dominance over another. So it is now if that that is the situation. Unfortunately, it is not an, an issue of saying you know when to 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 withdraw, when, when 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 to move out of that kind of a situation because this person wants to assert themselves. So it goes back to to talking to individuals and teaching them and a, a, from a, a young age to indicate that the, the the importance of the dividends of healthy relationships, of being in in healthy relationships, and the, uh, the repercussions once you've actually committed um, or you've been violent against your partner. What will be the repercussions then this, this, this system should kick in and um you, you know when people get um say an individual gets gets arrested, then the legal system needs to kick in and you know a, a strong message has to be sent even to those who are thinking of actually being um, you know perpetrators they need to be to see that these will, there will be dark consequences if I, if I ever dared to be violent against my partner uh, sexual. So
0: you know, Dr. Mube, there's uh, so many uh, things that need to be considered, but I picked up uh, when you were talking about knowing how to tell the red flags, the telltale signs, uh, mm-hmm. that your partner is is, is not A-OK and could potentially have uh, the tendencies of being violent. Mm-hmm. Is it that easy for one who would end up being a victim to tell those signs? Because um, you, you, when I'm thinking at the back of my mind and I'm speaking from a person who's been in a marriage with someone who was a narcissist, I never realized this until the very end when my life was being threatened. I never realized how difficult th- this particular journey is. But everyone else around me could say and could tell that something is wrong in this relationship. But no one came out and said it because everything looked normal. So is it easy to, to tell those signs? And sometimes we also can't see those signs as individuals because we are already bruised and scarred when we get into these uh, relationships. We are already fragile and in, in need of something, even if it's just validation.
1: Yes, you, you're right, totally. Sometimes it is not easy. Sometimes it is very, very difficult to tell until you are plunged deep into that kind of a relationship, and all of a sudden you find yourself unable to move out of that kind of a situation. But if you, if you consider what I said earlier on, that we need to promote healthy relationships where you, you know, marked by a respect and non-violence um, within the relationships, um, and of course the communities can help reduce um, this occurrence of. Um, if we create those kind of communities where basically, you know, violence is not tolerated in our communities. But if we instrumentalize violence within our communities, within our families, even when individuals are in violent situations, they take it that this is normal, this is part of life. If an individual slaps you, you think that, you know what, he was trying to show me, um, he was communicating to me, and you, you, you find ways of justifying why you had to be subjected into, into that kind of violence. But if you teach a young one that for, from the way go if somebody raises their voice um uh, against you you must uh, know from that moment that something is about to get wrong if you, you if, if and you need to be vigilant at that point in time now you need to monitor where that escalation of the voice leads to because in most cases the escalation of the vo- voice is um followed by aggression and of course then it becomes violence and before you know it its slap and then you are injured or sometimes one has already lost uh, lost uh, their their lives but if if an individual up in a situation where there's quite a lot of violence, it becomes very much difficult, really, to um, to know that now these are the telltale signs for me to actually move out of the situation. It becomes very, very, very uh, uh, difficult. So as an individual, as you get into into a relationship, you ne- you must have your values to say what is it that would be permissible in my relationship, what is it that won't be permissible. Do not get into a relationship blind, um, blind, blindfolded, not knowing exactly um, what you what you value in a Relationship and what what you need to um, call out and um, ensure that you call to stop immediately as it as it shows it's, um, it's, it, it, as it as it happens immediately at, at that point. So it is important. You will know that once I raise my voice at that point in time, you tell me as a man that please do not raise your voice. And if I continue, you indicate and you even tell me that you will walk out or you you you, you, you in fact you can even terminate the relationship. I must know that this is what is what is there. Um, but if I raise my voice and you keep Quite the next time I'm going to do something worse. Uh, we are talking, uh, looking from the side of the of the victim that you need to be in a position, you must be empowered enough to know these signs. But as we indicated, it is not always easy to tell this. And again the confluence of a number of things that come into, into the fall uh, also, um, you, you know, complicates the situation. For instance, if you look at one's emotions, like last week we spoke about saying, you know, there will be individuals who are trapped in these violent um, relationships because, you know, of the, of the love that they proclaim, proclaim towards uh, one another. Um, you realize that one understands that they love this individual, but this individual is violent. And when you love somebody and, and they are violent, sometimes it's not always easy to say, let me Leave them because there's that element of love in it. Uh, But you must know that, well, yes, it is love, but where does it end? Where do you draw the line? But there's another one that has got nothing to do with love. The economic um, conditions uh, where individuals, particularly victims, find themselves at, where they they, they know that if I move out of this relationship, then there's no way. This is my only way of survival. And I don't want, and some people have already maintained a certain type um, of lifestyle. If I move out of this individual, I will lose the the, the benefits I will lose the the resources and what will my friends say what will my family say I would rather stay in this um, toxic relationship so that I maintain a particular posture towards um, the outer society and of course there will be these familial ties you know sometimes these perpetrators while they are perpetrating this violence against their love you know the the people that they claim to love you realize that um, your, your, your partner is being loved by your mother your partner is being loved by your sisters and everybody else in your family. Uh, and even, even sometimes families, they are in good relationships, you know, they are in good books. So you, you realize that that also confuses the situation, complicates the situation even more, because you know that if I withdraw here, then it's going to upset the, the, the whole ecology of my, of my relationship, um, as it were. So you end up choosing to stay in that particular uh, relationship um, to try and maintain those familial ties. And of course, you've got children sometimes, uh, and there are a whole lot of other people involved. So that on on its own also is is problematic. But the the bottom line is that for victims, you need to know when to draw the line before things get out of hand. So,
0: teamers, remember the lines are always open, so you can interact with us. I'll give you that number to dial in on um, to weigh in on this conversation as we speak about the phenomenon of uh, intimate partner violence in South Africa. Um, uh, it's its becoming a pandemic, uh, gender-based violence. We hear reports of it both sides, but uh, more heavily weighed on the female side. Please do call in on 11 714 We want to know how can we support the victim? How can we support the perpetrator as well so that they can be rehabilitated? How can we support communities that have observed such atrocities? WhatsApp's go to 614 104107 or you can. And SMS on four one three nine one on the line right now. We've got Atima at TK. Good evening, Atima at TK. Are you on the line? TK. Good evening. All right. It seems TK has got his radio on, and his or her radio. On, I'm not really sure, uh, but we'll try and uh, see if we can get them on the line. All right, uh, we had ATMA TK on the line. Let's try him once again. Good evening, TK.
2: Yes, good evening. I'm not sure whether I Am audible now?
0: Audible, please speak.
2: Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, I just want to challenge you. Um, Tell me to, like a champion. a champion, uses both of his hands in order to win the fight. You see, uh, this a book of which it has not yet been
1: published
0: all right. right i can't right. hear you tk i really mm. can't hear you Doctor. no i'm
1: also struggling
0: we're struggling to i know i know yeah now we can hear you
2: now we can hear you i'll see you now yeah there is a book Chikai, which has not yet been published what causes gender-based violence and how it can be corrected Okay. the south african approach is seeking to pay solutions uh, it's right by, are trying to like fight this, if I think in a way that show that a child, a champion, actually right, uh, like fight, because a Putin champion uses both of his or her hands. Uh, in that, it's whereby right by, you uh, are saying that if Muhammad cannot go to the mountain, the mountain cannot go to Muhammad. You see, the first foundation of love, the way how these sources. Have actually been made and then been built. It's a shaky foundation. Why? Because in most of the cases, we find that uh, people have not actually planned this. They have never actually planned, and unfortunately, you have said it even today that you are not aware that the voice is a chain of which you have taken. But maybe your case, case is actually a uh, different. But in all of the cases, I found that uh, that uh, it is just because we have not actually given enough time. To learn about the individual of whom we are actually like meeting. You meet the individual on a shop or wherever, then you tell that uh, that particular individual is learning. And I found out that love, in fact, the way how it, that book uh, explains it. It's a stupid journey taken by two stupid people who know not uh, their journey. Kids one, kids one, or they kill all of all or they kill themselves. So it's whereby we are saying that uh, can we endorse the situation? We are going to learn more than necessary about the partner with whom we are going to engage in the near future. I don't know whether maybe you want to engage with me.
0: All right, TK, thank you so very much. We'll let uh, Dr. Ngobewe in on uh, this book of yours, great initiative. Uh, we look forward to its publishing. When will it be published? TK, when will your book be published? Hello? We've lost TK. Uh, Dr Ngobe, unfortunately we don't know when the book will be published, but uh, I'm sure you heard what TK was saying. I mean, the book is uh, just uh, aiming at gender-based violence and some of the solutions that uh, could be employed as arsenals to, to end this particular scourge.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a welcome addition to the the body of literature that is already there. It will be important. I love the fact that it's also taking the, the, the South African perspective to it because this is a unique context and it is important to acknowledge uh, some of the unique ways through which, um, uh, you know, this sketch can be addressed in South Africa. And uh, in, in actual fact, he mentions... Something that is important that we once spoke about, um, uh, totally sort of when we 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 said, look, w- when you are to get into a relationship with an individual, it is important that you get you need to know this individual. And how do you get to know this individual? Give yourself ample time to date this individual. It shouldn't be an issue of having met the individual um, at a gig somewhere and then the next morning you're already uh, you you know announcing your love in public platforms and whatnot. then it means we do not understand what love is. I know that there will be individuals who can't wait to get their their significant others so that they can also show off that they're also in a relationship. But if you do not invest in knowing this individual, who they are, and and invest in in them knowing who you are, what you love, what you, you, you do not accept as an individual, then unfortunately you end up finding yourself in this kind of a situation. But it is not always the case because people change the first confirm so it, it, sometimes you get into this be a beautiful relationship, everything goes well even beyond twenty four months because I usually say get into a you, you know in a relationship for twenty four months trying to know this individual with, before you even commit yourself, but sometimes you get into this relationship it goes even beyond twenty four months a couple of years later um only to realize that then the person uh, changes to be uh, the monster that you never envisaged um from the word go because the the, the, the the circumstances change particularly you know you you remember that earlier on we spoke about the economic conditions sometimes the economic conditions change um you know sometimes individuals emotionally they change the the societal environment changes and that then also even the the, 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 the kind of ties that you have in your family they change then that impacts negatively on your on your relationship and then you hear individuals saying we've grown out of love you know so that 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 becomes problematic because quite a, quite quite often we realize that you know individuals who come to us seeking marriage counseling they do not invest in their love, um, in, in their love, in their relationships, totally. Uh, these are the individuals that say, because you've agreed to to marry me, we are now married. Then that's it. We have to stay like that. They don't invest in, in when in effect, where your partner is concerned. If you are a man, you should be always in that constant pursuit to 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 impress your partner. As well as when you are a woman, you should always be in that constant pursuit to, to 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 impress your partner. But when you realize that now all of a sudden you're feeling you know fed up, fed up about your partner, those are some of the red flags that you need to say, okay, there's something going wrong here. And then you begin engaging the systems that can assist to rebuild your relationship. So that was one takeaway that I got from the uh, the HMS call TK there.
0: Let's take a quick break. A-teamers, we'll come back to your messages on WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's our WhatsApp number. We are talking about this scourge of intimate partner violence. And I know last week a lot of you were talking about what... Must be done in the bedroom in order for people not to end up in um, violent um, acts amongst themselves as partners. And you even called it service delivery. So let's hear from you today. I mean, how do we rehabilitate those who feel they've got the right to others' bodies? Here, there, and everywhere cfm 104.9 fm in port Shepstone.
1: late night conversations with patricia and monday to thursday 10 p.m till midnight conversations
0: let me go to this particular message it's from maswabi who's in bloomfontein who says i grew up where my mother was beaten up in front of us as children for nothing I heard some other perpetrators saying that uh, that's how they show or prove love. It's very painful. It makes me very angry um, to see people beat up uh, their ladies. Sisi, I'm uh, proudly saying with 13 years in marriage with my lady, Madam Speaker, I never swear or raise my hands or use any flying kicks on her. Should we disagree with her, I Open my beer and calm myself down. That's from Maswabi. So Maswabi experienced firsthand his mom being uh, abused um, physically by their father, uh, Dr. Mubi. But he has learned that he should not do that and has been married for 13 years and has never raised a hand on the partner or even uh, swore at the partner. Can our childhood experiences create, I know earlier on you said the way we we socialize our children can create their outlook when it comes to um, them growing up and having relationships with partners. But can what they experience, even if we have not taught them directly, but what they experience, what they see, shape them or shape us in our older lives?
1: That is very true so totally um, our, our childhood experiences um, they definitely shape us uh, in, in most cases they can either shape us negatively or positively um, it, but it, the most important thing is that the things that we see or the children see as they grow up they are most likely going to play later on in, in their lives for instance in this case um, the ATM indicates that you know that as he grow up he will, he will see those kind of you know um, violent things um, in his home he, you know the mother being subjected to so much violence. Uh, and then, as a child, you resort it's good for him. That was a positive impact that he got out of that. That You, say, you then take, a, you be, take a, a resolve to say, I, I will not do this because you've got so much love for your mother. You see when your mother is in pain and then you resolve within yourself that, you know what, I, w- I don't want to inflict such pain to my, uh, to, to my better half. But then for others, it'll be the other way around to say, oh, this is, this is the way, even if you don't like it when it's being done to your mother, you realize that all these perpetrators if they were to be told that their mother is being abused by their father they will go to their father and we've heard of instances where individuals have killed their fathers because they've abused their mothers mm-hmm. but on the other hand you realize that the same to their own partners, you know. So you, you, they, they, they unconsciously uh, imbibe this kind of, um, you know, this kind of lifestyle and enact it in their own lives, um, such that sometimes when you... That's why we encourage such individuals to say, come for counseling, and then they indicate that, in actual fact, this is what I grew up uh, seeing in my family. Not that I liked it, but I realized that sometimes when I'm caught up in a situation where my relationship with my partner is not good, the only tool that I have within me is Violence, and then they, they, they tend to enact violence, as it were. So when they come to, 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 to counselling, we then get to empower them with quite a number of other tools um, to, 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 to actually make use of a number of skills to make use of when they are caught in a situation where um, you know they, they have to resolve conflict. You know, because usually sometimes violence is used as a way of resolving conflict. Um, so so it is important that when you feel that you are in that kind of a situation, they then seek um, intervention from from our social workers and psychologists that it tends to assist but um also um it, it is in a point that was raised so totally where we say sometimes violence is used as a way of showing love yeah, and this is something that unfortunately uh, we cannot condone. But we've also had uh, even women who say even during the the, the, the you know their lovemaking, their love, they would like to see their partners being so rough to them. The way they hold them, they have to be so rough, so violent. In that way, they know that they are being loved. That's you know that, that's what they have been exposed to. That's what they uh, they they've taken as a way of life. But it will be important to indicate to those individuals that while this is. What you love, it be, there's a very thin line between that and the next day when the person uses the same violence to actually abuse you. So it is important that, uh, where violence is concerned, do not use it for as a way as a way of pleasure or as a way of um, you, you know controlling or dealing with uh, conflictual situations. Um, and and um, you, you also raised an, an issue that was raised by an ATM last week who was saying. Look, um, if if there is no service delivery and he was making making reference to, you know, lovemaking, if it is is not there, then what else should I do? Um, Unfortunately, as you indicated even last week, Fertoli, that under no circumstances should you feel that you are entitled to another person's body to a point that you can even harm them. Then that's where the love ends. The minute you start harming them, and you remember that where, where harm is concerned, it's not only physical emotional there are so many people who are walking who are, who are walking zombies at work you see them uh, in in our communities we see them that unfortunately this person is just a dead person walking because they are so emotionally scared you know the kind of words that come out of your of, of, of your partner's mouth um, is unfortunately harmful to them sometimes it's not even the words the actions totally somebody will say Mina, I've never said anything bad to my wife but the actions are so so toxic if you choose to be quiet to your partner when they're speaking to you. Of course, you may do it just for a short while if you think that you can't handle yourself, but you cannot always be quiet um, for prolonged periods to a point that even when you're looking at it, you can see that now it is um tendermount to abuse. So it is important that you are mindful of how you um, you, 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 you actually uh, hate your partner. It could be physical, it could be emotional in that way, so to
0: Let's go to a voice note from our AT Mayor and uh, hear what you have to say.
1: Hi, Patricia. Um, one of the things that causes the scourge of uh, of, of, of violence that men, you know, end up meeting it out to women, is the whole issue of taboo when it comes to the experience that the men have uh, have have heard before. You know, their lived experience, especially the whole issue where some men have been sodomized so we need to really debrief that and they need an open and a safe space to be able to speak and and, and not be laughed at or looked at as as, you know weak or something because there are things that they are dealing with thanks
0: you know, I'm glad that this ATMA has opened up to the sort of abuse that is silent that uh, men are going through. Um, the sodomy of men, uh, being raped, um, being uh, groomed, uh, being, you know, abused by other men, usually older men. This is one thing that always worries me, that we never speak about. And this ATMA has put it right. However, it, it should not be the reason that I was abused, therefore I must be an abuser. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, Dr. Ngobe, but if I have been abused, uh, I, I need to find help. It's my responsibility because it's healthy for me to find help. But I should not then project it on a partner.
1: Yes. The, the, the only problem, Sotola, is that individuals take things for granted and the ATMI were right to say, you know, these lived experiences. Sometimes you look at it and you think that, you know what, I dealt with this. But only later on in life you realize that it's resurfacing and is now making a monster out of you because you are thinking of that hate that you experienced then and all of a sudden it's now enacting itself um, it, it, it with your current partner. So it will be important that if you've been through any form of um, you know, abuse, any form of violence, and now you are preparing yourself to get into a new chapter with a new person, seek advice, seek help before don't take anything for granted no matter how minute it might be it is important that you seek uh, you seek help because most often than not it is going to resurface later on in, in your life and unfortunately and when when it comes out it comes in the form of anger and you find yourself um, abusing um, a, 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 another person that's why I are saying even before you get into relationships always ensure that you go for counseling all these things you know when you come for counseling all these things are propped we try and find out the kind of person you you've been, the kind of experiences that you've had, and then we say, okay, if this is what you've been through, then how best can we deal with it now, so that it doesn't resurface later on um, in your life. In actual fact, men have been um, abused quite a lot, uh, and that's mm. why you see this coming up uh, in their current relationship.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. Atima Robert on the line. Good evening, Robert.
1: Hi, Patricia and
2: Dr. Uh, you know, I, my story is very long, but I will be very, very brief. You know we, I, I took the matter to the court and then also involved the social worker after uh, I have avoided a very serious violence between me and the mother of the child. And then when we got to, when I involved the social worker in the court, the court said as, lo, as long as she did not abuse the child. and then the social worker said, I interviewed the child, and the child said I was just fed. I, I did not feel anything. And then I said to them, I was there, and then I have seen uh, the child was shaking and crying, and I also have a video. How can you say uh, she did not abuse you? Uh, she did not abuse the child, she abused you. But I said, the child was in, she was experiencing, she experienced the violence, she was there. So I'm afraid of the future, what it does to the psyche of the child. And then I did, the social worker says, the child when i interviewed her so the problem is the system and these children are seeing violence from us and then they grow with it and then the system is, is broken as long as we are uh, not uh, the system is like the way it is our children will grow up being violent because they also see violence from us as well so
0: and okay. that's
2: where the problem is if i get it's a very long story but mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the court said as long as the, uh, she did not abuse the child, but the child is experiencing the violence in front of the parent.
0: Mm. You know, Robert, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to allow Dr. Ngobir to weigh in. Speaking about um, the violence that we as adults uh, portray in front of our children is a very important thing. But then if we know that we've portrayed such violence and now we have received the help, isn't it also our responsibility as the adults, as the parents, to then speak to our children about our wrong actions, ask for forgiveness to them. Um, be the first point of counseling if you are feeling that the system has failed them. Because I feel as a parent, if I've acted wrong, I should never be above my churn so much so that I cannot apologize. I cannot talk about my emotions at the time and my bad behavior because I'm also only human. That, will, I feel, will then teach my children that, yes, this behavior is not correct, mom has apologized for it, or dad has apologized for it, it should not be displayed, and mom is also seeking help. Instead of saying, well, the system has failed us and our children will be like that, what's our responsibility? Are you still with me? Yes, I'm with you, Robert. I'm yeah,
2: asking yeah, you yeah, that question. You know, as a father, as a parent, I sat down with the child and said, what you are seeing or what you have observed is totally wrong never do this yourself in the future and then i i when i realized that it is a one-sided story that i'm telling my child what about the mother because the mother cannot say anything to the child what i did was to involve the social worker i called the child line and said the child has experienced this what do i do they said involve the social work hence i involved the social worker but mm-hmm. there will be a second one maybe the social worker will involve the mother So unfortunately, the report that I have seen, there is no recommendation, there is nothing that is is, is talking about the mass Where I've done my part as a father Mm. to say, my child, this is very wrong. Because I, I, personally, as a father, avoided that instance, uh, 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 that that violent uh, situation. And then uh, after avoiding, then I had to involve the social worker, so that at least... Uh, there will be something that will be done for the child. Mm. Because Nina, as a father, I'm not experienced in some of the things that the social workers have been uh, qualified for.
0: Let, let's go. Thank you very much for calling in, uh, Robert. Thank I'm going to so go to Dr. Ncube. I mean, he's a head of department and senior lecturer for the social work department at the University of the Free State. So he might give us a better perspective on your uh, case. And thank you for being a proactive father. Dr. Ngubi.
1: Yes, thank you very much, um, Soto, of again, um, to 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 Robert uh, with that um, story. In actual fact, um, he, he, he's right when he says sometimes, you know, people are failed by the system. And when we're looking at social workers, I mean, in, in an institution where we, we are training future social workers, and these are some of these issues that we, you know, we bring to the fore to say, you need to learn to be sensitive, and when we're talking of violence, they need to know the multifaceted nature of violence. And and where children are concerned, it is important that uh, the best interest of the child is put to the form. And, you know, when, when violence happens in a place where the child is also at, that is also a form of violence, indirect violence to the child, because they are looking at that, and as he was indicating that the child was even shaking. So you do not necessarily have to be physical against the child. Um, but when the child watches violence, that's why even in the the the, the shows that they watch on TV, you need to be mindful of what they're watching because that can also cause a serious, it a serious damage to their psyche. So a child should not, never be exposed to an environment that is toxic in that nature because mm. it damages their psyche. But the other thing is, parents, it is important also to ensure that when we love each other, we show our love in front of our children so that our children learn what love is and how you love you know the other person. When we have to deal with um, conflictual situations, there's sure to find a space that will be private if it does happen in front of a child ensure that you apologize to each other as others but also get as you indicated get to address the child as well and indicate that um if you were wrong indicate that i was wrong i wasn't meant to to do that in fact i was meant to deal with this thing in this way so that you you try and ensure that you you leave the child in a better state mental state uh, as opposed to leaving them damaged but men in most cases. Or oh, even women, they don't, they 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 fear doing that because they don't want to be seen to be weak by their children. When in actual fact, it is the right thing to do.
0: Here's a message, uh, doc. With the few minutes that we've got left, um, it says. Uh, Dr. Ngobe, please help with a few tips on how a husband may deal successfully with a wife who, when she does wrong and is shown the wrong, she refuses to acknowledge it or to apologize for it. Instead, she punishes the husband, then above all, she refuses to go for marriage counseling for a neutral partner, anonymous husband in pain
1: yes uh these are quite quite there's quite a lot of these situations that we're dealing with um so sort of, um and um sometimes it is it's difficult especially if an individual says you know what I don't want any intervention that is the worst thing that a partner can can ever say to say i don't want any intervention because this pe- person is not interested in being in seeking help and uh, in that situation that's where you end up seeing you know you know relationships um tearing apart but it is important that for starters if the two of you you engage and if you fail try and get um, assistance from within the family in most cases there will be this one individual who's um, respected respected deeply respected by your partner ensure that you bring that individual to assist in that in that situation if the family fails then you go to the outsider um you, you know world looking at your so, your social workers to uh, seeking help from from the professionals as it were so that's that's how it's supposed to be we should always have these systems that we know that when things go right we we, 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 we lean on this system when things go wrong we, we look for help from this system we must always have those handy as opposed to just looking at ourselves just the two of us because we are not perfect At some point in time, we're going to clash, and we might need external assistance,
0: certainly. To close off, I'm going to read this message uh, from Miss N. in Soweto, who says, good evening, Manduli. A very sensitive discussion indeed, but I believe uh, telltale signs and red flags are always there from the onset. We only choose to ignore them until it is too late. I believe we need to grow a culture of self-love and knowing one's self-worth to know when you being ill-treated and not mistaken that for love and know when to walk away doc on that note I'd like you to please give us your closing comments
1: yes it is important that we start with um we end with what I said that let us ensure that we create these environments in our in our families in our communities where love is of paramount importance where empathy is great importance um, respect for one another if we respect one another it'll be you'll find it quite easy to also respect your partner your partner respects you you respect them there is nothing that beats uh, respect love and empathy for one another. feeling the pain imagine if you've got the empathy and now you you, you have to hit your partner you, you 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 know enact violence against your partner that pain must also come to your heart so you have you, you you try and avoid those kind of situations all the time but also it is important so that we also, as uh, individuals uh, in our families, support these, uh, the survivors of, um, of violence because if they are not supported, violence has got um, a, a huge potential of damaging the psyche of an individual such that even when they attempt to get into future relationships, they struggle um, in perpetuity. So let's support these and ensure that they get all the help that they need. Totally.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mubi, for joining us. Always such a great pleasure.
1: Highly appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Totally.
0: A-teamers, it's exactly a minute after midnight. That simply means you and I have ushered straight into Wednesday. uh, Midweek, right? Midweek. It's the 2nd of March. Yay! Uh, New month, new beginnings. We are heading on home, right? But uh, we leave you with great music. And at 3am, Sound Awake comes in. From us, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.